Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, and for all those people that are playing Alice Band Bingo, you can cross off the box that says he ain't wearing one because I am wearing one tonight. Or do you cross the one that says he's wearing... Anyway, just cross... A... It, it, forget it, that game doesn't exist, I made that up. Now we start the podcast, of course, with the news that the England squad is being announced today and Jim White and Simon Jordan argued about whether Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood should be left out as punishment for their antics in Iceland. That's not the frozen food shop, that's the place in the world. Anyway, Simon says the pair need to have their minds focused. Look, I'm very much against the council culture. I don't believe that when people make a mistake, they should have every last vestige of their humanity stripped away and left with nothing. This is the culture that we live in. But these two boys were sent home because they breached the laws of the country they were in. There was no choice for that situation. It wasn't a case of they were punished. That was a a situation that was absolutely inevitable. The consequences of their behaviour, they took such a liberty that they need to have their minds concentrated. And if they felt, irrespective of being 18 or 20, whatever age they are, that they were on England duty and able to behave in that fashion, then they need their attitudes adjusting. And it isn't just a case of being consequenced at that moment in time. It's a case of them realising, really pushing back on the liberty-taking culture that football has all the time and saying, no, I don't trust you at this moment in time. You've lost my respect. You've lost my appreciation of your abilities. It's not all about talent that makes a top footballer. It's also about character, discipline, respect. Trust. And if you can trust, if you cannot understand going away with your country to play in the first international game in a year, in the middle of a pandemic, that you don't behave this way then there's something wrong with you and you need to have your attitude adjusted. Not ad infinitum. They took the pee out of people. They took the mickey out of Gareth Southgate. They had no respect for the environment they're in. Okay, go back to Pep Guardiola and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and have an arm put around your shoulder. That's something different than playing for your country. And of course, that England score will be announced at 2pm today. So keep it TalkSport or TalkSport 2 for that news. Now, over to Hawksby and Jacobs, this is actor Will Meller, a big Manchester United fan, having a bit of a rant about his beloved club. Pogba, what's he doing? He comes and stands in front of the back four, gets it, tiptoes around and loses the ball. 
I just think we've got a defensive midfielder in Matic on the pitch. Or, you know, and, and then push up the pitch. Go and play midfield, centre midfield. We don't need you getting the ball off our back four. I mean, don't talk about me back two, the two centre-halves. My God. <laughs> I mean, we just need... A, I, I hope if we can get Baggy fit, I think he could be a decent fit in there alongside Maguire or Lindelof. But the pair of them... I mean, if you look at the pairings that United had over the years with Rio and Vidic, Pallister and Bruce, someone had pace. One of them had pace. None of these two have got pace. And now it's a blueprint of how to, how to beat us. Just running behind. We can't do anything. We just give penalties away. It's terrible. I think we've got to try and free Greenwood up and get him through the middle with Martial because I think there'll be more goals there. And the way we do that is we bring in a Sancho or a Dembele. But, you know, it's, it's tough at the moment. And we look like we lacked pre-season. We do look like we're about three or four games behind everyone else at the moment. I know we're only a couple of games in. But we're a yard off. Brighton was so unlucky not to win that game. Um, we didn't deserve anything out of it, I don't think. Not bad going forward, United. We, have, we can hurt you. But we are going to concede goals. What have you made of Van der Beek so far? I think, he's, I think he looks great. He gets mm. in pockets. He seems to be wanting to keep on the move. He's hard to mark. I don't know why Solskjaer only played him for three minutes. I don't see the point in that. I think the problem that he's got is a headache is do you pick him or Fernandez? Mm. I don't know whether he sees him as playing the, both, the pair of them together. I'd like to see it um, because they are quite similar. Um, I think um, Van der Beek has got a bit more movement in him as in he goes and finds pockets on the edge of the box. I think he's got more goals for him and Fernandez likes to spray a pass. But I think he's a great signing. It, it just worries me that at the moment he's picking Pogba thinking that, well, I can't play Van der Beek and Fernandez. Yeah. So Pogba seems to have his position, which is so frustrating to watch because even when he loses the ball, he gives a foul away. He's, he seems to have tiptoeing around. It just bores me. He really do. He should be grabbing this team and, and lifting them up. He's an experienced pro who's been everywhere and he looks like he can't be bothered. He's collecting his paycheck and it's winding me up. Good stuff. Well, lovely to talk to you as always. Keep your chin up. Thanks very much. much. All the best. Passion. I can't help it. No, it's no, not. We love good. it. We're we loving it. it. Time to check in with my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. We, of course, were taking calls on a big night of football, including Manchester United as they took on Brighton in the Carabao Cup, and Newcastle needed penalties to beat Newport. Right footed towards the near oh. corner. What a terrific free kick that is from Paul Pogba. Pick that one out. Manchester United sealed the deal, and Paul Pogba thunders in a free kick from 20 yards out to make it Brighton and Hove Albion nil, Manchester United 3. Well, congratulations. Maybe the big turning point in the game was when Dean Henderson made a great save from Leandro Trossard. I, I wonder how impressed you've been with Dean Henderson's two performances since coming back to Manchester United. Well, not just the two performances that he's, he's put out. He's, uh, he's, he's earned the, the right to be in the squad. He's earned the right to, to fight for a place in the team by what he's done here since he was 14. He's worked his way up and now uh, it was time for him to come back in the in the building and uh, the training's been fantastic uh, and the two games when you keep a clean sheet as a keeper you, you can't complain can you and Gross has found the uh, oh. near post and it's shot goalwards by Trossard and a lovely save by Dean Henderson to tuck it round the post it's a big save by the Manchester United goalkeeper diving away to his left to stop a certain goal. Look, he had spent two years out on loan at Sheffield United. He'd done brilliant in the Championship and done brilliant for them last year. And you've already seen the consequence for Sheffield United because I don't think Ramsdale's at the quality of Dean Anderson. And I think he's coming back, not a guarantee, but... 
you're going to be given a, a battle and David De Gea is going to be the one that's in front of you at the moment. Mm. But that can change. If De Gea, David De Gea doesn't lift his game and his performances, Dean Henderson will get the nod. That's how it's going to be. Into the feet of Hammers, Rodriguez, Sigurdsson turning. Calvert-Lewin for a hat-trick. There it is. That's his second match ball at Goodison Park this season. That one just played into his path on his left foot and he side-footed it inside Darren Randolph and the left-hand post. And it's 4-1 to Everton and Dom Calvert-Lewin has another hat-trick. I love his partnership with Charleston. I think Rodriguez coming to the team is another dimension for him that will give him more goals. He's got Seamus Coleman one side and Dinya the other. He's going to get goals this year. He'll get close to 20 and probably 20-plus. You know, you look at Ings, Kane and then Calvert-Lewin. He's certainly challenging. He's the youngest one of them three. That, to me, is a big, big plus for him and England. Great ball on the top for Calvert-Lewin who takes it down and puts it past Randolph for 1-0. That is a goal of real quality from a man who is right on top of his game at the moment. Carlo, just to let you know, they will be talking about him tomorrow with the England announcement. Do you think it would be crazy almost not to have Dominic in the side at the moment? No, no, because I think that there are a lot of strikers in England. They started really well. He's young. I think he has uh, to improve. He's doing really well. He can go there, but also if he doesn't go, I think it will not be a big problem for him. We haven't heard from you in about 30 years. <laughs> and now, <laughs> you and after three games, you're, you're, you're playing, throwing your punches Jason, everywhere. Jason, what? we have history. You won't know about that. Because yeah, we're, listen, we're making history, not living you off it. You won't, you won't know about history because yeah, you're from we're make, Listen, we're making that's history. Well, that's, look. That's all right. well, you've got a long way to go before you have a history no, no, like I remember. I, I was like in I school. Said. I was in short pants when you've done anything in Europe. You're taking the mickey, aren't you? <laughs> I've been at Stamford Bridge when there's been 11,000. Les, 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 listen. Les, Les, Les. Let me ask you this question. When I was 40 foot away <laughs> from the pitch. Les. Les, there are 34-year-olds on the planet that haven't seen Everton lift a trophy. Now, what? hold on, hold on. Where You tell me now, one word answer, where Everton are going to finish this season. We're unfortunately only going to finish third. But listen, <sighs> listen. I mean, listen, that's crazy I, talk, Les. Why is it crazy? Because you've played three games in the league. How can you make that? How on earth can you? We're just getting warmed up. Time to check in with the Breakfast Show. Alan Brazil, Jamie Horan, Ali McCoist were your people involved in that. They were joined by the former Spurs manager, Harry Redknapp. This is Harry and Jamie, that's his son, both discussing Deli Ali. He's not related to them. He needs to get himself focused again, playing football, staying off social media and just getting himself being a leader and a character back in that dressing room because... Mourinho has just compl- if he can't get in that Carabao Cup side and he can't get in the squad something is seriously wrong there yep. when you're a young lad Ali you know what it's like you're a young lad you think you know everything yep. and he will be sitting there thinking oh I'm being treated like this or I'm treated like I'm, I'm, I'm you know I've scored 50 goals in the Premier League I'm a top player but what he doesn't realise is, is that they're actually trying to help him you know Harry Redknapp will be yeah. trying to help him they're trying to give him advice because we know the talent's there in the player and if he does the, if he does the right things he's still got a massive future at Tottenham Hotspurs don't be a Jamie O'Hara that filters away and because he doesn't listen to the advice that he's given him from people who have been experienced yeah. in the game yep. and fall away I mean all honesty I would just say listen Concentrate on your football. Don't go around sitting on a, on your three hundred and fifty thousand pound cars. You know, on social media. Just get on with your football. Come in every day, train, go home, work at the game. It's a short career. You're a fantastic talent. Don't waste it because at the moment, and they tell me he's a good lad. Everyone I speak to says yeah. what a good guy he is. 
I just think he's, he needs he needs better advice. He needs to be he needs to concentrate and, and train and work hard every day he goes in, and just solely concentrate on his game because at the moment he looks like he, he's got you know he wants to be a bit of a he wants to enjoy the life too much at the moment without re- and it's you know yeah. he's a young guy get his nut down and concentrate on his football. Yeah. It's time with the breakfast show and Spurs sort of you might remember. Tommy, the Spurs fan, called into the sports bar on Tuesday and said this. Why don't someone like Jamie O'Hara come in? For who? What you, experience manager. He's done well at Billericay. I don't know. If you, you for, the, for the first team. You're not a Spurs fan, Tommy. <laughs> he's not. I, he's I, having I, us I am. What year did you start supporting Spurs? 1995. Who's the manager? Ben Huddle or Simon Francis, one of them. Simon Francis? Do you mean Jerry Francis? Jerry Francis. You're not a Spurs fan. <laughs> well, Jamie O'Hara came up with his five-point plan to become the new Spurs boss. First, number one, pitch-side toilets. <laughs> <laughs> we need a couple of porter cabins with Mourinho's face inside it. We can't have lads running off the pitch anymore. So that's number one. That's the most important. Good, good start. Uh, good num- start. Number two. I'm going to buy Daniel Levy some jeans with no pockets so he can actually get near his wallet. <laughs> Number three, I'm going to join Wentworth Golf Club so me and Gareth Bow can tee off on a Saturday morning. I think it may be Queenwood, not Wentworth. Yeah. But carry on. Um, and then we'll go... Uh, reso- well, I think we go hire a personal trainer to get me fit so I can play up top Ooh. up top yeah. wow. and then the last one and you're on the channels I'm, I'm running channels not like Alan Brazil you know I will work the channels for the boys <laughs> and the last one the most important sack myself get Pochettino back in and Harry Redknapp as director of football Give oh. oh. him a job. Oh, give him a job immediately. What a philosophy. Oh, give him a job. Josie, wait, you bump in Josie. He will not be happy with you, by the way. <laughs> Paul Hawksby here, and you're listening to Talk Sport Daily. Now, there was heat discussion between Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, and the former NBA star turned psychologist, John Amici, over the role sports plays in societal, political and human rights issues. Amici disagreed with Simon's view that sport shouldn't be political and pointed to the example of Marcus Rashford this summer. The idea that sports are not political is absurd. The, the arrangement of political leaders, leaders of countries, kings and queens who line up at the feet of the FA, the feet of the IOC, for these large mega events, the idea that they don't have any influence, as we know they do, with owners of sports teams donating to and contributing to the policies of political parties. This happens in this country as well as in America. They are political organizations, absolutely. But also, athletes don't end or start inside the team and end when they leave it. They don't become role models outside of the team, but inside it too. There are issues of good conscience that we should be talking about, and the equity of all people, the plight of of young white boys especially, who are struggling within the educational system because of the failings of progressive of, of various governments over the years. All of these things are within the purview of role models to highlight. We know this because over the course of this summer, there are young people who ate There are young people who did not go hungry because of the activities, the political activities, of one athlete. Now, that is the role that athletes can and should play in society. 
That is leadership. Now, the FA has banned clubs in the National League from having fans attend games, but those clubs can host fans in their club bars. Yep, I know I agree with you. Completely mad. Wildstone make their return to the National League on Saturday and will stream the game in the club's bar for fans to watch. Again, I agree. Bonkers. Paul Rumans, president at Wildstone FC, told TalkSport 2 that without support from the government or the Premier League, Wildstone's future will be uncertain. Unlike uh, your more professional clubs in our level, so you've got your Stockport Counties and Notts Counties or our full-time clubs, sure. we are a semi-professional club and we will remain that way, thank God, given uh, the circumstances that we all find ourselves in. But we, our players are contracted and we start paying them on Saturday. If we don't get some form of bailout from the government or the Premier League or a combination of the two, within a month, I think you, you will hear that Wheelstone will probably be looking to take measures to protect its future viability of its 120 year history and on drive this was adrian durham's take on things but first this is the sports minister nigel huddleston updating the house of commons as to why there are still no fans allowed in sports stadiums and this should be sorted out everyone given the backdrop of rising infection rates we had to press the pause button I want to assure the House that we are working at speed alongside the Treasury with sports governing bodies and clubs across the country to understand what support they need as a result of the decision to postpone the 1st of October return. And for football, we're asking the Premier League to support EFL clubs. Yesterday, we also provided the National League with assurance that financial support from the government will be forthcoming so they can start this season this Saturday. Let me say this, and this might not be uh, popular with uh, these kind of clubs, but uh, I believe that none of us really want a taxpayer's bailout of football clubs because that's going to put even more pressure on the economy of this country. What we all want, and I'm sure the clubs would agree with this, is for fans to be allowed back in. Now, let me tell you what happened at Bedford Town last night. There was a game. Over 300 fans turned up. Um, tickets uh, could be bought on the app. Socially distanced parking. Temperature checks before the turnstiles. Whole ground clockwise. You have to move around qu- clockwise. Uh, tea hut behind Perspex. No cash. Uh, there was a bar uh, in a new suite. Stewards monitoring it. One-way system uh, in and out. And after half-time, the bar was closed. So there was no full-time drinking. So there were no, no idiots, basically. There were yellow walkways. There were markings on the floor to stop any issues. The tannoy announcer was regularly addressing the fans as well. Masks were worn indoors. It was all perfectly safe, and everybody had a flipping good time at Bedford last night. So why can't other clubs? If, it, if, it, if it's just non-league, fine. I'm pretty sure you could do it in bigger stadia with safe distancing as well. So what on earth is going on? Let fans in. Who wants a... We don't want a bailout, a taxpayer's bailout. No. If we have to have one, if clubs have to have one, then fine. But nobody really wants that. That's just bad financing. So let fans in. It's ridiculous. It's getting crazy, Goffy. Back now to Simon Jordan, having another moan up, this time defending Ed Woodward. I don't know how much criticism you can put on Edward, and I have been incredibly critical of him because I don't think he gets the dynamics of the football operation. I think he's a brilliant accountant. I think he's a brilliant orchestrator of commercial deals, carried on from previous incumbents in that job. But the job that's required for Man United is a bridging of the gap between the boardroom and the football operation. But how do you legislate 
for saying that a deal that gets done, this is not a deal. This is Borussia Dortmund saying to Manchester United, you will pay precisely what we say, or there's no entertainment, no engagement, no deal. And finally, back to breakfast for Ali and Al discussing Eric Dyer's toilet break on Tuesday night. Oh, lovely wee breakfast, that is. The juicy thing, he was going to disappear in there with a telegraph or the sun or something. <laughs> Did he think he was going to sit in there for about five or ten minutes? Oh. I mean, of course he's going to hurry up. He's, he's taking a break from the game, man. He's going he's to... not had a lot at all. <laughs> That's brilliant from Josie, isn't it? I just wanted to go up and make sure he was hurrying up as if Eric was sitting there with a back piece. The <laughs> sun, the <laughs> sun, cr- he was sitting with a sun seduco. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's nearly it for another podcast team. Let me quickly remind you that Aston Miller against Stoke, that's of course the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. You can hear live comms of that from 7pm on TalkSport 2. Whilst over here on TalkSport, 7.45, you can hear live comms of the big one, Liverpool against Arsenal. Come on, the Arsenal. And then straight after that, me and the fun boy take your calls from 10pm on the Sports Bar. A reminder as well that Gareth Southgate names his England squad today at 2pm, so make sure you keep it talk sport. That's it. I'm back tonight, as I said, at 10pm for Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein's Talk Sport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you have to do to get it. In the meantime, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.